The Scroll, Chapter 19, Hope Benjamin slipped quietly into the apartment to avoid waking Kohelet and eased the door shut. As he turned around, the hair on his arms rose. The lamp cast its warm light around the room, but there was a cold stillness in the air. He crossed quickly over to the bed and touched the wrinkled old face. It was also cold. Kohelet's spirit had departed with the passing of the rain. Tears slipped down Benjamin's cheeks. At least Kohelet had left the world peacefully. His eyes were closed, and a wry smile creased the corners of his mouth. Benjamin carefully folded Kohelet's arms across his chest and found the pen held tightly in Kohelet's grasp. Shaking his head, he slipped it free. You were supposed to rest. I should have known you would try to finish it. He returned the pen to the desk and read Kohelet's final words. Benjamin smiled through his tears and looked back at the bed. It ends well, master. You have brought it back around and to the beginning, just like the ongoing cycles of nature. It is perfect. He gazed up at the lights in the palace windows. Now we need to make sure the king reads it, for if he does, I know he will want it copied. As Eli said tonight, our Kohelet is wise, and what he has written is honest and true. Eli's words about Kohelet should also be written down. There wasn't enough room to write something at the beginning of Kohelet's words, but there was still space at the end. Eli's endorsement of Kohelet could open the door to more people reading and copying the scroll. Benjamin sat in Kohelet's chair and thought carefully about what Eli had said in the booth. There was only one chance to get this right. His hand trembled as he dipped the pen in the ink. Taking a deep breath to steady himself, he bent over the scroll. Kohelet was wise, and he passed on his teachings to the people. He pondered, searched out, and set in order many proverbs. He studied to find just the right words, and what he wrote was honest and true. The words of the wise guide our lives like a shepherd. Their collected sayings are like firmly driven nails. Beware of adding to their words, for you will discover there is no end to what people write, and trying to study it all will exhaust you. He turned and studied Kohelet's face for a long moment. I believe the king will accept it. The problem will be with all the religious leaders who think they have all the correct answers. They will seek to drown out your wisdom with their pious words. Benjamin turned back to the scroll and nodded to himself. Kohelet's teaching about a time to judge every deed would silence those who might want to see the scroll thrown into the brazier in the king's throne room. In the end, what matters most is to honor and obey God, for that is why we were created, and one day everything we do, including every secret thing, will be judged as evil or good. Benjamin read the words over and nodded to himself. It was a fitting endorsement of his friend's writings, but the recent news of Kohelet's royal heritage could seal the scroll's place in the royal library. An introduction to that effect would certainly catch the king's attention. The lamp sputtered. Benjamin adjusted the wick, and the light pushed the shadows away as he rolled the scroll back to its beginning, sending Eli's endorsement over the edge of the desk to finish drying. With pen in hand, he bent over the scroll and carefully formed a new line in the space at the top of Kohelet's text. A smile spread across Benjamin's face as he completed the sentence. These are the words of Kohelet, a descendant of King David who ruled in Jerusalem. Benjamin leaned back in the chair and put his hands behind his head. Outside, the gray edge of dawn was on the horizon. Another day was beginning as it had every single day since the world began. But this time, the sun would not find Kohelet enjoying its warmth. 
A flutter of wings startled him. A little bird landed on the windowsill, but it was far too early for the birds to be flying about. There wasn't enough light to see where they were going. Benjamin tapped his pen on the desk, and the little bird turned toward him and cocked its head. It was the little finch that would often visit Kohelet, the one Caleb had captured and blinded. Perhaps Caleb had released it because the bird would not sing for him, and he could not sell a mute bird. The bird looked into the room with its sightless eyes. It chirped twice and then cocked its head to listen. He is not here, little bird. He has left this world. The feathered head swung in Benjamin's direction and the bird hopped closer. Benjamin reached into his pocket and pulled out the bread he had brought back for Kohelet's breakfast. You might as well have this. He would have gladly shared it with you. Simca began pecking at the bread as Benjamin rolled up the scroll. It had been a very old vellum when Benjamin had carefully scraped off its original message, but now it seemed even more ancient. It was crumpled and stained from fig juice and food. It looked like a very ancient scroll that many people had already read. Benjamin reached inside his tunic and held up a tag on a leather thong. Dira helped me get this. Simca stopped pecking and looked up. It is one of the official tags from the king's library, and I'm going to write on it the wisdom of Kohelet. It's a simple title, but I think it will get the king's attention. Benjamin carefully labeled the tag and threaded it through the end of one of the rollers on Kohelet's scroll. Today I will take this scroll up to the library and ask to see the man in charge. I will tell him he must take it immediately to the king, for it has been discovered that this scroll was written by one of his family. A cold sweat rose on Benjamin's forehead. Daniel had left an older man in charge of the library while he was away. The man's eyesight was failing, but he still might recognize Benjamin. Fortunately, the old man was very fond of Deera. She was like a daughter to him. Deera had instructed Benjamin to immediately leave the palace compound while the old man was distracted in examining the scroll. She would go to the library as soon as Benjamin was gone to remind the old man about the king's missing scroll. She was going to suggest that this one might be the missing scroll the king had been looking for, and now it had been finally located. If he accepted the story and set out to take the scroll to the king, they would have to hope for the best. There was no telling how far the scroll might reach if the king put his own copyists onto the task of publishing Coel's book for all the world to see. Benjamin finished wrapping up the scroll, then took it over to the bed. Lifting Kohelet's hands, he placed the scroll under them. You should hold it until it is time for me to leave. Your work is completed, my friend. As he stood looking down into Kohelet's face, there was a flutter of wings. Simca flew into the room and landed on Kohelet's bed. She hopped nearer to Kohelet, chirped twice, then cocked her head to listen. Her head bobbed, and her chest swelled out. Simca may have quit singing when Caleb blinded her, but now her voice filled the room with a song so sweet that fresh tears coursed down Benjamin's cheeks as the sunlight flooded the room and fell onto Kohelet's face. The new day had begun.